0: Mike one, Mike one, isn't this a lot of fun? Two, 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 two. Hey, it's another Did You America? I'm Camfield. he's Jeremy. Uh, the recording of uh, today's podcast episode was uh, slightly delayed because Jeremy got all excited because he got an email from what's this website called? It's fashionablecanes.com. So I didn't know this about Jeremy, but apparently he is a cane collector based on you got really wasted in 2000 and what year? It was like, I'd say 2012. And, you know, it was more
1: like I just needed a new accessory. And, you know, some people wear watches. Some
0: people have necklaces, rings. I wanted a cane. When did you stop using a cane? I have not. I feel like I've known you for the best part of a year now. I've never once seen you with a cane, even when... You'd screwed your foot up. I mean, you, you, <laughs> yeah. had, you had, like I had an the, actual excuse. You had an excuse to have a, like a medical cane rather than an accessory. And even then well, you didn't break it out. Well, it isn't a very efficient cane for medical purposes. It does
1: have a badass eagle on the top of it. And the cane part is blue. Right.
0: So if that tells you anything about it, it's really just supposed to go with outfits. When you name your company FashionableCanes.com, You're in for the long haul, right? Because (laughs) I I, I feel like there might have been a period of time when, because someone famous, probably an artist, maybe made canes fashionable, but they would have been in and out of fashion so fast, I certainly didn't realize. But then FashionableCanes.com are just there going, no, no. We're not changing our names. We might have only sold one cane in the last year, but we're sticking it online. And we i mean, what is the update from fashionablecanes.com today on <laughs> on October? Well, what is it, uh, 20, the 26th. October twenty sixth, twenty twenty. What is the deal? Well, that's the thing—is I get an email from
1: them every single day and this one was like 40% off canes and they're always ridiculous discounts on their canes so clearly I'm the only one still wearing wearing using accessorizing with you, canes. yeah
0: literally whoever runs this website is like all right We've only made one sale since 2015. Let's just send the guy another email. Maybe if we offer him 45% off, he might get a second cane as an accessory. I just, I invested
1: heavily in this company. I was hoping that they'd kind of be like an Amazon where, you know, they were like, oh, we're going to sell books. And then they were like, we're selling everything. Right. I thought fashionable canes, would start out selling canes, right, and then would sell everything, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead, okay. Sometimes you can make the pr- wrong prediction. They're
0: more the blockbuster of apparel.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah.
0: I, I actually, but I there was a period. I I'm I'm not going to say the person's name because he's a he's not. No, I'm not going to give away his name. He's a sort of a, a somewhat famous rock star that one of my friends dated around the turn of the century, like late nineties, early two thousands. And I know them both separately. And I didn't realize that she dated him until years after. And this is, this is going back quite a few years now. But I kind of doubted the legitimacy of her story about the, the, the relationship that she'd had with this person who I'm not going to name. But uh, she said, no, 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 no. I was working in TV and living in LA. And he, he lives there. Anyway, to prove it, she, sent me, uh, she showed me some pictures that were taken of this rock star who I'm not going to name um in what was her apartment in los angeles uh, as i said late 90s early 2000s it was around that period of time and this is a uh, um a white guy in he's he's from a pretty much straight up rock band right okay but likes to chase trends and in these particular pictures late 90s early 2000s um she's like look there's uh in my apartment and i went oh yeah why has he got a cane And she goes, oh, there was nothing wrong with him. He's going through his gangster rap phase.
1: <laughs>
0: well, yeah, that, I think that's honestly
1: what brought me to the cane as well. Is you know I want to- if the
0: bandana isn't enough, you have to get a cane as well. Do they do a two for one deal? I wanted that. But like- how much do I get off of a bandana if I'm getting forty percent off of a cane at fashionablecanes.com? <laughs> well, they is it like getting a suit made? Well, they'll, they'll match your bandana with a cane if you want that circa two thousand gangster rap look. You're giving fashionablecanes.com way too much. <laughs> credit they do not sell
1: bandanas if they did i would not be getting a 40 percent off email from them every single
0: day if you're listening fashionablecanes.com we should uh, also first of all uh, thank everyone who's listened to this podcast so far because in all seriousness you are now streaming one of the top 20 entertainment podcasts in all of america uh, both jeremy and i were sitting around my kitchen table where we recalled this trying to figure out how we've actually managed to achieve this in less than two weeks. We've got no idea. But somehow, literally in less than two weeks, uh, last time I checked, this podcast was at number 17. Woo! Yeah. I uh, It probably would be higher if I wasn't here. No, I think, well, <laughs> if you weren't here, The next episode certainly wouldn't take a break about 20 minutes in for me to do a read going, (laughs) FashionableCanes.com. If you want that 1999 gangster rap look, bring your own bandana, but get a cane. They do ones with eagles on top. And if you make a purchase today, they guarantee they will email you every day with a 40% off deal for the rest of your life. And... Just before anyone asks, because I know you're
1: going to, no, they do not sell canes that double as swords. That is
0: not a real thing. That is just something they do in the movies. All right. Now, uh, talking of movies, we both watched uh, Borat over the weekend, and um, I believe we both have very different reviews of that movie. I'll allow you to go first. Well, uh, I, I told you last week when we had
1: like a little brief discussion of it coming up. I am a huge Sasha Baron Cohen fan. Uh-huh. I think from the Ollie G show to the first Borat movie to Bruno to the Showtime show he did, everything this guy does is a little speck of genius. Um, sure. He seems to attack one side more than the other, but I, I also think if you, If you really break down what he's doing, he's not, he's not attacking the side. He's attacking uh, certain people. Stupidity? Stupidity. Yeah. I mean, like everyone, everyone he went after in the movie is, uh, regardless of what their beliefs are, was made to look like an idiot. And I think, uh, I think it's time in America we showcase idiots.
0: Okay. Uh, First of all, um, I actually really liked the... What was the Showtime show called? This is America yeah, or Who is America? America, who is America yeah. something like that. So in that instance, I I really, really thought that show was good. And I think the difference between that show and the Borat movie for me is that in the America show, he was largely setting up Famous people, or at least people that put themselves in the public eye or have got some kind of mission regarding what they're doing and making them look stupid. It, the, 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 uh, the victims of the pranks were kind of in most cases more deserving of it because of what they were doing and again this isn't me taking a side in it politically it's like people that are famous or they're politicians or they're doing something that puts them in the public eye and then there's some of that in the borat movie right most, no, most notably rudy which we'll get to in a second right. my point is with a lot of the borat movie though is that and granted, there were some everyday people who clearly had shit for brains and are just fucking stupid. Right. But I also felt there's quite a few people, and this is the thing that, that where I find Borite's actually not that funny, where he turns up and does this act that they don't understand. And in a lot of cases, he's actually just preying on people that aren't necessarily stupid. They're just nice. And they get Borat in their front room at their dinner table or whatever the scenario is and they don't understand it and them being nice and then trying to make sense of this ridiculous thing that he's doing to put it in their world is what effectively gives him the movie and makes people laugh. But in a lot of cases these people aren't necessarily stupid. They just don't know what's going on and the fact that they're nice probably good people from the outset is what's allowed them to be pranked by him. And then it kind of just becomes this kind of like gotcha for people that aren't necessarily stupid and they're just being nice. And that's what gives him the laugh in the movie. So I'd say that you're mostly talking about the uh,
1: the two Southern gentlemen that take him in to live in their house to avoid the coronavirus who were being very sweet with him and just so happened to have some... Outrageous QAnon-like views. No, but the, the, but well, hold on. If let's just say let's just use them as the example. So yes, they were being very nice. They clearly somehow uh, in 2020 aren't aware of what Borat is. And so they don't get the joke. I get it. But so in the original
0: film, did you like the original movie? I don't think I ever watched it. I only watched this one because I wanted to talk about it on the podcast okay. and because everyone was talking well, about Rudy adjusting his shirt. Well,
1: on the first one, you know, the, the big idiots who they pointed out were not, you know, it wasn't a political thing. It was... A group of college kids who were on a road trip, who you know showed him the Pamela Anderson sex tape and just got him riled up. But they were the ones that were made to look like. Idiots Hang on, in the, the, first the, one. the Pamela Anderson sex tapes in this one. It's in the first one. Did you watch the. I think you watched the first one, not the second one. <laughs> did I watch the. One? Oh my god, I've just, the I've just. One. The been, first
0: one's incredible! I've just been bore at How do you not like the first okay, one? Okay, I think you might be right. Oh my god, Sasha Baron Cohen got me without <laughs> first, even getting me! Right, first of all, I the first
1: th- one is the, one of the ten funniest movies of all
0: time. How did you not love that? Fucking Amazon. When you go onto Prime and it says they've got Borat for free, so here's what happened, right? So did you not see the Rudy Giuliani? Clip? Well, here's what happened. Here's what happened. I, I was, I, I thought I'm not going to like this, but I'm going to watch it because Jeremy's going to watch it, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about it on the podcast. So I uh, Saturday evening, I, 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 I put it on, right? And I will say this. It was so not funny that about 20 minutes into it, I fell asleep. No, listen. You're insane. You're insane. So I fell asleep about 20 minutes into it. When you come to mention it now, I do remember thinking to myself, oh, Sasha Baron Cohen's aged quite well because I don't think I (laughs) would look older than this. Anyway, so I watch it. And uh, I do I, I do drift off about 20 minutes into it. And then, and then I woke up like I wasn't sure like how long I'd been asleep. And my first thought was, oh, my God, I'm becoming my granddad. This is what he used to do. <laughs> and then I thought, no, not becoming my granddad because I don't remember the last thing I drifted off to on the TV. It's just that Borat isn't funny. Anyway, you're wait, 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 you're wait a so minute. so So I watched. So I, 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 I obviously I skipped a bit. And then, um, so I'm like, I'm not rewinding. It's not worth my time. They'll save the Rudy bit until the end. So it's going and going and going. And then the credits started to roll, and I'm thinking maybe Rudy's on post credits because I mean, maybe that maybe they saved the best bit. It was like when Liam Neeson made the 18 movie. You had to sit till after the credits for the original 18 cast to appear. Anyway, so it got to the end, and I thought, oh god. If, if I didn't just waste 85 minutes of my life uh, not accounting for the 10 minutes that I fell asleep, I'm now going to have to rewind, find that bit of the movie because that must have been where Rudy was in it. <laughs> Re- rewatch that bit because this is what Jeremy and I will want to discuss on the podcast next week. So right. I, So I rewind to the point at which... I fell asleep, and I still can't find Rudy, and I'm now so angry at the fact that I've wasted 85 minutes, which I think was the duration, plus 10 minutes during the bit I fell asleep at. I was like, you know what? Screw this. Rudy was just tucking his shirt in. I'm going to be onside with Rudy without even seeing it. Jeremy will argue the other side. That's all I need to know. Now you're telling me I watched the wrong Paul yeah, right. movie.
1: Well, I can assure you based on your opinion of the first one, you do not need to waste your time watching the second one because, like I said, the first one is one of the ten funniest movies to ever be released. And the second one was funny but is nowhere near the, last the first one's,
0: first one. The first one's not funny. You're wrong. It's you're not, so wrong. It's not funny. It's a, it, Some bits of it are mm. funny and most of it is a man preying on people who live in middle America where they don't have a full cable subscription so they don't know what Borat but that is was the it- joke in the first one no one knew who
1: Borat was in the first one the only people that did were the few people that watched the Ali G show which didn't last very long right so that was the joke is that no one that's why the new one isn't as good as the old one because more people know who Borat is so he wasn't able to do the... That's why it's so ridiculous that someone like Rudy Giuliani would be duped into believing that this person was a real reporter. Is it
0: more ridiculous than me starting this segment, slagging it off, and then me discovering I was watching the <laughs> no, Borat movie? You, you Everyone do. listening to this who maybe doesn't subscribe to my political views is going to be going, see? These fucking Republicans. <laughs> Rudy Giuliani's trying to jerk off in front of a 15-year-old can't is watching the wrong borat movie this is what's wrong with america (laughs) i just think like not that i'm a republican of course i'm just fair and balanced
1: i just think it's uh well clearly your your opinion now on the movie just doesn't even matter
0: i have one more thing to add to my movie review there is a scene in i I guess the original borat movie which appears to be the one that i've watched (laughs) and literally while i was watching it right while i was watching it apart from when i fell asleep i was texting a bunch of friends who told me that it was great because it came out on the friday and i'm watching it a day later going what is so funny with this it's just shit it's just shit one of my friends right who keeps on texting me all of these graphs with the message hashtag blue wave is coming right i just i just replied i told you stop being political jeremy i (laughs) i i sent him back a reply going I don't think you have any sense of judgment left in you. This is the most unfunny movie ever. Anyway, one bit of it that I will say that I did kind of identify with. If you can cast your mind back to the original Borat movie, which I know is quite some time ago for most people, 48 hours ago for me. um, There's a scene in that where he goes to the rodeo, right? Right. You remember that scene? Yeah, of course. Yeah, and he's wearing that button-down shirt with the American flag on it. I've got that shot. <laughs> you, uh...
1: <laughs> I just... I'm so at a loss for words because we had this whole plan to discuss the movie and you haven't seen the movie. I'm a, if, I thought I'd seen the movie. you not liking the first Borat? I'm sorry. This is the last remaining British thing about you. That That's just your he's, British humor.
0: He's British. Right, but that
1: humor is not British humor. Prank humor is absolutely not British humor.
0: Um no i didn't it's no, very american no no you st- no again you stole it from england in the right but then we made it better yeah like yeah, 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 yeah yeah, it's the it's what i call the brussels sprout syndrome brussels sprout i don't think we've discussed this on this podcast just as a quick aside brussels sprouts are a historically british form of food that no one outside of britain likes and most people inside of britain didn't like because they were bland brits boil them with salt and pepper if you're lucky then you eat them they have no real taste and they make you fart for days but then i come to the great uh, great country of america and you guys are frying them in all these different oh, yeah. things serving them as starters at uh, japanese restaurants it's a great thing i mean absolutely um so anytime we take something that was started in britain but made better in America. I call that the Brussels sprout syndrome. So what, were prank shows like a big thing back in the day in England? Yeah, 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 I'll tell you exactly what they were. In the 70s and the 80s, when England had like three TV channels, there used to be uh, like a, I'm not exaggerating this, this is exactly how it was. And you could probably look it up on, on YouTube if you want to compare. There was a famous TV and radio host called Noel Edmonds, and he actually used to do a, a, he used to do like a Saturday, they would call it tea time show, right? Right. So it would be after English soccer games had happened. It would be a kind of family get together, like 6 PM Saturday evening show. Um, and it was like a kind of like a variety show, but one of the big things that he used to do on it, uh, they were called Gotcha Oscars and he would prank C-list English celebrities like other radio presenters or actors or whatever um, in different scenarios and secretly film them. And when he'd wound them up to the point of them just going nuts on camera without realising what they were doing, he'd walk onto the set with like a plastic Oscar looking award and go, ha ha, gotcha. (laughs) Now you probably are getting a sense that that was a bit shit. If you look up Noel Edmonds and gotcha Oscars, you'll see it was actually really, really shit. So again, I'm not saying that America hasn't developed that because you took that notion and i guarantee that sasha baron cohen would remember gotcha sure, oscars because sure. because he would have been like probably a teenager or a kid watching them win. and he went if i go into the middle of america and pray on people who are just nice i can do noel Eggman's on a grand cinematic scale and that
1: became but that but that's the thing is the people that don't like his humor are usually taking they get upset about their side getting attacked at the very start of the, the new movie, which you have not seen. He, his first bit is making fun of a valley girl, blonde California girl Instagram influencer. Right. So right. like, yes, he does go after a middle America, but like he also goes after other, other sides of the spectrum. It's just, he happens to lean left politically. So like that's when he goes after. But even in his America? You know, he made fun of both sides. It's just, the most outlandish ones came from the right so people got upset about but, it.
0: But I'm not upset about it. I'm just saying that mostly it's not funny. And you t- and you're telling me I watched well, like his Crown Jewels by watching the wrong movie. That that might be one of the greatest movies ever made.
1: You're just you're wrong. Wow. Uh, there's so many people who would agree with me. I guarantee you our listeners are going to agree with me.
0: Mm let's see uh you can talk to us i uh, literally talk to us uh we did have a few people that left us uh, voice messages and some other mail that has come in uh anytime you want to get involved with did you america you just need to go to did if you want to uh send us a written message you can uh, message us through the website if you would like to actually be on the show as in talk at whatever device you use to listen to us um click on be on the show and then you can leave us a, a voicemail message, didyouamerica.com. And uh, you can let us know whether you agree with uh, Jeremy's populist opinion on, um, <laughs> what's it called? Borat. Borat. Yeah. Or me Watching the wrong one Did you not
1: even get to the point Where him and his fat producer Are rolling around naked Through the conference Yeah and
0: again Not That's funny That's hysterical no, are you kidding me Not funny Oh my god Like it's not I, 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 Tiny
1: penises out Are always funny In no situation Is that not funny
0: No it's just, No it's not funny Oh you're wrong You're just wrong it's not funny. I would if I had the idea of like, oh, I'm gonna let the elevator doors open and then roll around naked with a man who's got a small dick and we're gonna go into a conference room, I'd be like, oh no. A big fat like- man with a small dick. It makes a huge difference. Well, the only thing I would say about that is that with the way society's going, we may get to a point that the only demographic it's okay to make fun of are fat men with small dicks. If I got up and ran through your halls (laughs) naked,
1: I guarantee you would laugh. I guarantee it. It's the exact same thing. I didn't laugh.
0: I didn't laugh. Um we're going to do a song of the week uh, after the break to set up some new songs Uh but before we do that thank you to the people who voted uh this week you want to know the scores on the doors yeah let's do it Uh Blackwell's from Thundercat 8.6% of the vote Oy. yeah somehow Jeremy though I think uh the people will come around to your way of thinking with Borat. Uh, not based on those numbers. Well, yeah, <laughs> but you may have a better take on Borat than you do on just music. Yeah, let's hope. Uh, New York producer, together by a Doobie-Do, whatever it's called. How do we say that? Baduobie. Badooby. B-Ba Doobie. Did they appear in the new Borat movie? They they did not, but you know, another thing we're gonna disagree
1: on. I have to apologize to New York producer. I listened to Badoobie. Kind of like
0: that. 24.2% of the vote. But hugely winning uh, with 67.2% of the vote, Trouble's Coming by Royal Blood. So well done, Royal Blood. The Canfield choice for last week's Song of the Week is victorious. Um, hang around. We'll uh, introduce you to this week's songs that we would uh, like you to vote on. Also, we'll get some uh, feedback from some listeners. And, um, oh, let's get to the real news of the day. Um, Can you still eat sushi off of naked ladies or is that not allowed during COVID? And also, I don't know how uh, this information has uh, evaded me, much like the new Borat movie. But in this case, for, for years and years, did you know a member of Metallica was in an episode of Chips? All right, time for a new song of the week. If you go to didyouamerica.com slash song You can vote for the three options that we are about to give you. We'll also uh, hit you up a few times this week on uh, the various uh, social media. Uh, But don't forget, digiamerica.com. That is the best place to go for all things relating to this podcast. And once again, thanks to everyone who, in less than two weeks, has somehow made this a top 20 entertainment podcast throughout all of America. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty good. Any radio people listening, it's still not making me money, and I do need a job. Remember, I got fired, so just bear that in mind. And I'm not a guarantee to come with them, so don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, they might go, well, we quite like Canfield, but we think he needs that guy that makes sure he's watching the right Borat movie <laughs> if he's, he's going to start trashing stuff. It'll be like um, if someone's giving me a radio job like next year, and um, the new Bond movie comes out, and I go, well... I tell you what, Daniel Craig is looking very old. From the point at which Shirley Bassey sang the Goldfinger music, I was like, "This is not." Yeah, you're watching Goldfinger, from Bond movie.
1: <laughs> I uh, I think we've we've confirmed that I'm very good at being your American buffer, <laughs> right? <laughs>
0: Maybe that's a new thing we can get on t-shirts as well, American Buffer. It's already on there. Go to the website. (laughs) All right. If you go to the website, you can actually hear clips of the three songs that we'd like you to vote on for Song of the Week this week. Um, The first one from myself is Teardrops by Bring Me the Horizon. They're a British band who have uh, got some traction recently um, in uh, the States. They kind of, when they started, they used to be like the hardest of uh, metal bands. And then I think they kind of realized that if they were going to get uh, some radio play in America, they needed to sort of like soften it up a little bit. And then at some point recently, they maybe went a little bit too full on electronica to keep their metal fans happy. And they're kind of. Back to what I would say is a happy medium. If anyone from Bring Me The Horizon is listening to this, they're probably like going, fuck you, we're not trying to sell out. How dare you accuse us doing that? <laughs> but I think that, that's my interpretation of it. Anyway, uh, Bring Me The Horizon song is called Teardrops, and uh, you can vote for that as my choice for song of the week. So my choice, if you guys hated my
1: choice last week, you're really going to hate my choice this week. Uh, you guys should know by now I'm not the biggest Rock fan. I do love rock and rock and roll, classic rock mainly, but I'm more of a, I'm more of a hip hop R&B soul type. I like that you're a 28 year old who referred to it as rock and roll. Yeah. I'm, (laughs) I'm an old soul. Well, my choice is uh, up and coming rapper Jack Harlow. He uh, recently put out a song named Tyler Hero, named after the Miami Heat basketball player. Shout out Tyler Hero crushed in the NBA finals this year. Um, but yeah, he put out this song, I think this week, either this week or last weekend. It's quite the banger, has a pretty awesome beat to it, and I'm just, you know, I'll give you with one line as a little sample. This says, is
0: like a granddad review. You you said rock and roll rather than just rock, and you said it's got quite the beat to it. Yeah, there you go. I'm, a, I'm to- telling you, I am an old soul. And right? I was feeling like a granddad for falling asleep halfway through what turned out to be the wrong
1: Borat movie. You're going to hear, I'm going to age myself a little bit more here. So at this line, he says, can't touch me, I got instincts. Locked in the house, but I'm plotting things. I brought, a, I brought a gang to the party with me. Five white boys, but they not in sync. Great.
0: Okay. And uh, New York producer uh, wants uh, Heads Up High from uh, Fitz of uh, Fitz and the Tantrums. So they're your choices. Teardrops by Bring Me the Horizon. Uh, heads Up High from Fitz and uh, Tyler Hero by Jack Harlow. You can vote for those songs. If you go to didyouamerica.com slash song. So uh, we record this uh, podcast in the great state of Texas. I'm glad uh, Texas is still maintaining standards. There's a great story today about a fire chief from uh, San Antonio who's in trouble because some photos of him eating sushi uh, were on social media this week. But he was eating it from a semi-naked lady. First of all uh because I, I know this is a thing i mean i don't know how how things are working um post covid but i know this was uh something that you could um uh book or hire uh you know for um bachelor parties and uh and stuff like that i find it intriguing that uh, this story says that he was uh eating sushi on a mostly nude woman The mostly bit, first of all, intrigues me. Like, do you have to pay more or less depending on how nude the lady is? Or is she... She looks completely new to me apart (laughs) from
1: the sushi. Yeah, I just have to pull up the photo because she's totally naked. She's just
0: covered up by leaves that are holding sushi rolls. Right. Okay. Yes. That is a naked lady. Oh, yeah. Aside from the sushi. hey yo. So my first question with this is... Is this unacceptable for the uh, the Texas uh, San Antonio fire chief to be doing because it's more of a threat since COVID or uh, is it more of a me too thing where it's not acceptable to hire an Asian lady to lie in a bed of sushi from which you will dine? Do we really have to cancel everything?
1: Uh, you know, when I eat sushi, I don't want to use a plate. <laughs> Hell, I don't even want to use the chopsticks. <laughs> But I can tell you what I do want. I want when I pull up that piece of sushi to get a little nip shot, right? <laughs> you know, I think I think that goes with the uh, the culture of that. I don't think he. I don't think I. Get, if it's a COVID thing, whatever. Okay, in the picture, he's not wearing a mask. Doesn't look like there's a ton of people around. It actually, kind of looks like it's in a private setting. Is his, is his defense? I wasn't wearing a mask,
0: but she was wearing enough sushi. Yeah, <laughs> she was wearing a, a titty mask. Come on. <laughs> Sometimes how, known as a bra, how, ma- how many fish have caught COVID? It's the, the, the fish wearing fish is actually the best defense. I'd like to see Anthony Fauci saying that on a press conference this week. Now you've gone too
1: far. The fish COVID pandemic is real, and it's killing all the fish.
0: I um I do know someone who went to uh, a friend's uh, bachelor party, and uh, they didn't know that this was going to happen. But one of the things that was booked, and this is this is like ten years ago, so it's way way pre-COVID. Um, was that a lady showed up um, covered in sushi and they got to eat sushi from her, right? Nice. As in, yeah. I mean, it's like the exotic version of a revol- revolving sushi bar, <laughs> yeah. right? Oh, for sure. And, 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 I, and I, I used to like revolving sushi because uh, there was one really near where I used to live. And, um, you know, the thing with sushi, I quite like sushi, but the thing is, the the... The more highly regarded the sushi restaurant, the more the sushi costs and the less it fills you up. Because I maintain, I'm about to drop some names. I once went to Nobu, my one time in Nobu, with Ronnie Wood from the Rolling Stones and Slash from Guns N' Roses. Did you hear those names drop? That's a name. It was, well, you say that. At that point, I was still drinking, but they weren't. It does say something when you go out with a, a Rolling Stone and a member of Guns N' Roses and you're the only one drinking alcohol. But anyway, <laughs> we, 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 went to, uh, we went to Nobu um, and you know the record label was paying, so that was fine. And I'm sure the bill was something astronomical, even though I was the only one drinking booze. I swear, I got home and ordered Domino's. because <laughs> Yeah, that's what happens with sushi. Right, right, right. And the, the, the posher the restaurant, the more expensive the sushi, and the less it fills you up. Unless you go to the revolving uh, sushi, and I don't know whether this was just uh, the one near me or whether it's typical of, of revolving sushi, where the plates are different colors, so you get charged... Uh, like the 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 old blue plates are like three fifty, all red plates are five fifty. Right, but every time I went to the revolving sushi, I swear I would eat like a pig. It's like the opposite to Nobu. I would because you have to pile up your different color plates. I would pile them up to the point, and they all all the plates fit in one another, but they would be so high to the point that it looked like they were going to fall over. And then the server would come by and totally all up and it would, even with a tip, never come to more than $25. And I'd be like, yes! I mean, I wouldn't have even got the chopsticks with Ronnie Woods at, <laughs> at, at, at uh, that sushi place for $25. The, the scary thing with sushi,
1: though, is usually the cheaper you go, the quality dips to a point where you might get sick from it.
0: Right. Now, that was pre-COVID. Right. And I felt like I'd rolled the dice on it too many times because the, for me, the thrill of piling up those plates and eating like a pig and only getting a $25 bill, including um, the tip. Was just too good. I just had to stick with it, and I, and, and the, t- the food tasted good. But I would always think there's probably a reason why there's such a difference in the in in the cost. But I never pushed it to the point of it making me sick. And then when COVID happened, I was thinking about all the different kind of scenarios where you're more likely to get it. And the revolving sushi certainly struck me as that. Uh, so, I, I, so I've knocked that on the head. So my question would be, if I'm now scared to go to revolving sushi because of COVID, is it more healthy if I was at the firefighter's party and had the, the lady uh, out there with the sushi uh, about her person? Because according to the article, this is an ancient Japanese tradition. And hey, we can't just get rid
1: of every ancient Japanese tradition. What's next? We're going to stop Asian massage? parlor, some jerking dudes off at the end? That's an ancient Chinese tradition.
0: What are you trying to do? I don't know if they've ever claimed that that is an ancient Chinese tradition. It did strike me though, that um, maybe th- th- if they go, well, if we say it's an ancient Chinese tradition, then we can't get Me too right? <laughs> right? Because, because the idea, because the idea of, uh, of, uh, of an Asian lady covered in sushi, which you eat from her body, that is like a Me Too thing waiting to happen but then suddenly they go, whoa, 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 whoa whoa, back up, ancient Chinese tradition trumps me too.
1: Right, I think I might have just discovered our next million dollar idea. We do, we open a revolving sushi bar, but instead of plates, it just, it goes around with naked women with sushi covering them. Best of both worlds. Sure, COVID be damned, me too be damned, but like, we'll make some good money for all the people who are sick of it.
0: I mean, and we could put a a sign outside if people are a bit scared and say... It's no different to, to eating from the strip club buffet. Or, you know, we could make
1: it a equality thing. We'll put a naked dude up there with just like four to five pieces of sashimi covering his dick. Yeah, the sashimi's going to smell like
0: shit, but... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of double standards. I mean, when I read this story, the first thing I thought was, uh, you know, I was in uh, Kroger over the weekend, which is you know a fine place to shop, and their olive bars back open again. I mean, uh, admittedly, I didn't see anyone naked underneath it if I, <laughs> if I were to pick up the olives that were on display, but they're you know they're out in the open and they're just like kind of getting on with it, you know. And and you think about it, I mean, I'm sure that that uh, the the Asian lady um bathed before she became the sushi work of art and um you don't know that well no i'm gonna it's it's an ancient japanese (laughs) (laughs) tradition to bathe to bathe before people eat from you (laughs) why why
1: just sushi though why is not you know you would think in america because we make everything better and you know we love naked women you'd see more like hamburgers covering tits and like uh uh, you know, pizza on the on the vagine, hot
0: dogs over guys' dicks That's if it, we're doing yeah. <sighs> Penis shaped foods are generally the best foods. That's All right. just the fact. If we're gonna sell it to Americans with our new million dollar idea that are a little bit scared of COVID and we're gonna promote the fact that it's equality because if we're for anything, it's equality, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. So we'll have the ladies with sushi on them because that's an established thing. And if anyone says they're gonna meet to us, we go, uh-uh. <laughs> Ancient Japanese tradition. Right. And in the name of equality, If uh, sushi is too much of an exotic food for like a down home American, then we'll say, no, 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 no. You just got to wait till the revolving bar comes around to the guy's giant hot dogs over his wings. (laughs) And
1: if that doesn't do it for you, here's a bowl of Cheetos. We can't help (laughs) everyone.
0: (laughs) Uh, Before we get to uh, this week's uh, uh, mail, uh, we got to talk about the fact that I've only just discovered that the bassist from Metallica had appeared in an episode of Chips. Um, Robert Trujillo, uh, and this is timely as well. I think it's made the news this week because it's a Halloween episode of Chips. And not only that, apparently, because I've not watched the episode, there's a Kiss theme in it. And I'm just shocked that I never knew about this before because 80s action shows, metal bands, and kiss. I mean, there's a lot of my world colliding there. Everything that I said Borat wasn't for me, this is. I think that shows a lot. You're also
1: a big fan of like the novelty episode. So, like, if they bring in like a second character, or evil versions, so, like the the kiss Halloween episode is right up your
0: alley. It's like what it, it always tends to be, and I don't know. See, this is what this is what's the shame with all TV shows being purely driven by ratings these days. Because now, networks will film an entire season, and if about a third of the way into that season, the ratings stop drop it, start dropping off, they're so scared of the ratings going down that they just disregard all of the money they, they pumped into making the other two thirds of the season, and they, they just get rid of it, and, and the show's n- never made again. In the glory days of TV, which was in the 1980s, show it was like the opposite. Show stayed on for way, way, way longer. And when they were completely out of ideas for storylines, they just used to cast famous people, mostly from the music industry, to sort of like get them by. Because the obvious example of this is there's an episode of The A-Team with Boy George in it, right? I'll just tell you, right, I've not seen the guy from Metallica in Chips, But let me just give you the plot of the A-Team episode with Boy George because this is endemic of how out of ideas all 80s TV shows were when they cast someone from the music world, right? Bearing in mind, the A-Team had been about mercenaries who were helping people in terrible situations and sometimes they go to war zones and they're constantly on the run from the US Army, right? Right. Right, all that kind of stuff. When they ran out of ideas, the drama in the Boy George episode was that one of the A-Team had become a live music promoter and in the middle of Redneck America, he thought he'd booked an artist called Cowboy George to (laughs) perform for some rednecks at a Spit and Sawdust bar. But by mistake, he booked boy george what a plot that is actually what the
1: movie would have been so the remake that they did a few years back would have been so much better better that was the storyline they took up (laughs) boy
0: george and everything that's great like that that was all they needed and you know you see tv shows that a lot of people would say these days get cancelled in their peak but back in the 80s they went to that level and they
1: still made episodes after it i just like that now there's like you know a thousand different channels and streaming services that you can watch different shows on. And like, there seems to be no uh, stoppage of ideas. There's always new ideas. But back then, when there was a very limited number of channels, they still were like, "Ah, well, Chips is good. But... Put the guy that's going to be a bass player in Metallica in there. Call him a little Mexican boy and we'll move on.
0: Yeah. The Metallica example in this case is a little bit different because, uh, Bo- yeah, because boy George was famous as boy George culture club guy, um, when he was in the 18. But in this instance, uh, Robert Trujillo, who's now the bassist in Metallica, um, is a little kid in, um, this particular episode of Chips. What I also find funny about this is that, do you think that like um who's the guy from chips Eric Estrada is just reading this getting more and more pissed off at but I don't make any money from this what about me <laughs> yeah like you made a, they made that movie version of chips like two years ago that not, even I didn't go watch it because it looked so terrible right, right. And, and that was aimed at someone like me. They were aiming that movie at someone who, who would watch the wrong Borat and then do a review saying <laughs> the new one was crap. And even I didn't go see that. And if you're Eric Estrada, you must be going, you make a bad version of Chips. I don't get any money from that. The guy from Metallica, this is a new story and it's Halloween. And it's all about... Like, they probably play Kiss in this episode. Gene Simmons is probably making more money <laughs> out of this being a new story than poor Eric Estrada. I just,
1: you know, even... Randomly, like chips has been in the news quite a bit this week because there was also a story about uh, Kelly Rippa. Posting a photo of her husband Mark Consuelo's dress as Oh, with mother. a massive came- dick. Yeah, he was
0: hanging dong in it. He, he could and- be on our menu at
1: the sushi place if you want <laughs> oh, the if, if, you want,
0: if you want the if you what was her husband's name? Uh Mark Consuelo's Okay, if you want the extra large hot dog when it comes around <laughs> on the on the revolving sushi <laughs> slash American he- food conveyor belt restaurant, we are now opening at Did you America Restaurant. <laughs> Uh, we'll work on the names because I think yeah, we can do we'll better than that. But if you, you have to wait for the, uh, you have to wait for his hot dog to come around. That's a lot of hot dogs. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but yeah, like even in, and, that and story. Then in the build, in the build up. Oh, I'm envisioning, I'm envisioning it now, right? If you're if you're one of those Americans who, as I said, sushi's too exotic for you, right? Yeah, and you're just waiting for like the huge a uh, hot dog that you can take off of Kelly Ripper's husband because we now know from that picture where he's dressed up as a member of chips he's got a massive dick Big right old dick. right? The build up to it is just the, like that intro to chips that in the in, in our restaurant the music's playing! <laughs> 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 right just as <laughs> just, just, just as the guy that looks like Kelly Ripper's husband like sprawled out on the conveyor belt and you're like there it is that's right. the biggest hot
1: dog I've ever eaten I also give like me some of that sausage he, he's now more identified with chips from just dressing as the character one Halloween and a uh, photo being posted of
0: it years later than Eric Estrada is for playing the main character Eric, Eric, Eric Estrada is so pissed off he's in the bathroom with a, a, a ruler right now measuring going <laughs> I think I met no. I I think I measure up just fine. Damn it, four and a half. Keep rubbing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> also, a little just like random point on this Robert Trujillo story. He also like apparently this guy was an aspiring child actor because he had a number of other credits as like a as a kid actor in 1978. He was in a movie called House, Call, House Calls credited just as Mexican boy. And I'm thinking like what. When did he have time to learn how to play bass? Did this kid never go to school? What was
0: going on with his homework? Yeah. I want to see the the grades, Robert. It now makes sense, though, why he got the job in Metallica. Because I was thinking, you know, but by the time he replaced Jason Newstead, and Metallica were uh, one of the biggest bands on the planet by the time Robert Trujillo joined. So the job... To be their bass player it would have been a, a hotly contested position like everyone in the the metal world and, and other right. musical worlds probably would have liked to have uh, had a shot at being the bassist in metallica because i think when did jason Newsted left i think 2003 just before saint anger right i think he leaves during that movie doesn't he you know they made that movie where hetfield goes to rehab and, and they've right. got the counselor in um, Yeah, so anyway, they're, they're huge by that point. And, and and my point is, people would have been, you know, sending in their submissions. I'm sure there were people from very big bands who never told their bands that they tried to get into Metallica. So they're probably overwhelmed with options. You can just imagine, like, Lars Ulrich sitting there, big pile of coke. Not that I'm saying Lars Ulrich does coke, but big pile of coke. there. You know, bottle of Jack Daniels, and he's like, uh, hey... This guy was in chips, (laughs) and that was what swung it. Yeah, never mind suicidal tendencies. He was in Chips. <laughs> no one cared about the fact that he played on the, I want a Pepsi and you didn't give me a Pepsi and I wanted a Pepsi. That was Suicidal Tendencies, right? Well, did you hear the bass line on that song? Uh, all, well, no, if I was Lars Ulrich, all I would have seen is Chips on the resume and gone, he is in. <laughs>
1: that's how I, that's but, uh, my uh,
0: imagine the, the interview uh, process would have been uh, Lars Ulrich by going, so... Did you think your episode of Chips was better than the Boy George episode of the (laughs) Eighteen? Do you you think like when Robert
1: uh, was applying for the job of Metallica bass player, like he filled out a resume and on the resume, like he listed Chips and handed that in? If I was, yeah, I feel like he kind
0: of had to, right? If I was,
1: if (laughs) do you include that on your bass player resume?
0: Yeah, I'm like. I don't I'm not even sure of what the suicidal tendencies song that goes on about I want a Pepsi and you I think it's called institutionalized, I quite like it. But you show me that you were in an episode, right? Because I can't even I'm not I think institutionalized by suicidal tendencies goes da bomb right? There's 10 million fucking songs that go like that. But you know what? You know what's unique? <laughs>
1: Not to mention, he now has this awesome photo of Eric Estrada carrying him like a baby. And that'll live on forever. I reckon he definitely
0: submitted that on the resume. You yeah. know where You know where? if you're applying for jobs, because I've been doing quite a bit of that recently. I need a job, by the way, anyone who's listening, um, you, you put in like your, your resume and your cover letter and you know your name and address. And then there's like normally another section where it literally is like anything else and you right. can upload stuff. Absolutely, that, that picture. Was going that in. picture. It was like this. This is me being carried by Eric Estrada. See, I. I would go
1: the other way. I'd be like a uh, cover page a photo of me and the boy Eric.
0: Yeah, maybe. Well, yeah. I mean, that is true. I mean, some people would go chronologically with their resume, but you might as well start with your strongest point, and that definitely is the highlight.
1: Uh, of his he, career. He de-
0: I mean, like, given he's had a great career, he
1: peaked in that chipset.
0: You know, um, people have a lot of misgivings about the St. Anger album. They don't like the sound of it. They, they, It's Metallica's album that famously has no guitar solos on it. it, it I mean, it was, uh, you know, v- very experimental for the time. And I can imagine Robert Trujillo was joining Metallica thinking that, you know, he wanted to be on their next end to Sandman or their next Master mm-hmm. of Puppets. Imagine if he was... Um, getting kind of quietly disillusioned. Metallica was going to be his dream gig and he's saying to his friends who he can trust, man, I don't know. James has gone to rehab. The lyrical focus has changed. They won't have guitar solos. I think I might actually be working on a shit Metallica album and his close friends just patted him on the back and went, doesn't matter you'll always have
1: chips. (laughs) Yeah, that's where the money's coming in from for the rest of your life, that one-off non-speaking
0: role in chips. (laughs) All right, before we go, let's um, do some mail. Uh, DigiAmerica.com slash message us if you would like to send us a message as in type one. If you want to be on the show, um, you can actually be on the show by clicking on "Be on the Show" and then talking at your device and leaving us a message. All right. So, DidYouAmerica.com/slash/message us and be on the show if you want to be on the show. Um, a lady called Coz left us this message:
1: After everything that's been inside of me, especially in the '80s, do you think I'm worried
0: about Coke? Huh. Um <laughs> I believe that's a lady referring to uh, my theories that um Coca-Cola may not be good for you and the latest proof of that is as we revealed last week uh they did a big stunt in the new Bond movie where they spent $70,000 on Coca-Cola because they put it on a they put it on basically a load of the street to stop cars skidding so you you drink Coca-Cola maybe some people are listening to this podcast drinking it now Think of what it's doing to the inside of your body if the makeup of that liquid makes James Bond car stunts safe.
1: Right. Just do cocaine instead. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's what the lady was trying to say. Uh, Chad left us a message too. Hey, Ian. It's Chad McDaniel coming at you from Chadillac Ranch in Arizona. Uh, I just want to let you know how much I'm enjoying the show. Uh, Congrats on the early success. Uh, It's awesome. Uh, definitely does like the path it's taking to get here. People that put you here, they're fucking lost. Um, I'm pretty sure the podcast will blow up in something huge. Uh, if not, definitely a stepping stone to get you back on radio, uh, FM or, or satellite. Uh, so keep kicking ass. Jeremy, next time you're watching Rambo,
0: let me know. <laughs> All right. The channel's out. Uh, So you got yourself a date. What what was the the idea? Was that you were going to jerk off with a guy while watching the most gruesome scene from the most recent Rambo movie? Right. Chad's up for that. Right. Let's do it, Chad. There you go. Very kind words, Chad. Do you think Chad may have changed his opinion on my broadcasting expertise based on the fact that I watched the wrong Borat movie? No, I think Chad's in it for the long haul. (laughs) I think I've I've clearly. Positioned
1: myself as the person Who's going to get the hate on this podcast
0: I I don't know I feel I'm very well aware of uh, Borat being uh, uh, Widely appreciated And I've certainly done myself no favors by watching The wrong one i still just can't
1: (laughs) believe that we had we had such plans to discuss the debate
0: to have a heated debate on the movie you just you ruined everything this is fucking amazon should label things properly right when you do a search on borat the day after it comes out and everyone's talking about rudy giuliani tucking his shirt in when borat comes up as an option i expect that to be the latest borat movie I don't think we need to get into it. We just know you hate Borat and your opinions wrong. I um I tell you this: after I wasted an hour and a half of my life watching the wrong Borat movie, I went because I've been finishing um the last season of Shits Creek. I swear, I I laughed more in like ten minutes of Shits Creek than I did at all during that Borat movie. Now, I'm not gonna hate on Shits Creek. It is a
1: humorous show, but there's just no way. There's just no way Shits Creek is
0: funnier than Borat. All right. If you want to get in touch with the podcast, didyouamerica.com slash message us, type furiously or shout at your listening device if you would like to actually be on the show to uh, leave us a message. As ever, I had plenty of other things I wanted to discuss, but I figure that we uh, covered uh, quite a bit of ground today. And I think we can agree that we definitely did. America.